0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We're joined by Dr. Isaac Bogosh, Infectious Diseases Specialist in Toronto, Toronto General Hospital Professor at the University of Toronto. We have uh, spent so many weekends, have had Dr. Bogosh as a guest so many times over the last 10 months. Right, let me start with this, Dr. Bogosh. Are we in a better place, do you think, now than we were? And given the stories that we're hearing now, are we in a better place? Are we treading water? Where are we?
1: Uh, I'd say sort of yes and no. I mean, the better place is that we clearly now have an obvious way out of this pandemic with vaccinations. So certainly we're so much farther ahead than we were you know, a few months ago. But if you actually take a snapshot and look at where we are this second, we're in a very rough place in terms of the burden of infection in many of the communities, both in Canada and globally, and how things might play out over the next month or so. But we are in a better better place because we actually have the tools to get ourselves out of the mess that we're in.
0: Are we better prepared for what may be coming our way in the next weeks? Do we, do we just know more? Have we had, do we just have more experience that puts us into a, into a better place?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, we have the experience. We have the knowledge. And I think the real question is, are we actually utilizing that knowledge to the best of our capacity to keep our us safe and to keep our community safe? Like we, listen, we know where this infection is transmitted. We know how it's transmitted. We know who's at risk. We know how they get the infection. But, you know, I think the question is, are we actually doing what needs to be done to really ensure that as few people get infected as possible uh, while we wait for vaccine programs to scale up and roll out. And uh, I'd say some places are and some places aren't. Um, but, you know, in general, there's certain things that I think are under our control that we can do and that we can make good decisions. There's other things that aren't under our control and we're really going to rely on government and public health units to make sound policy for us. Uh, but I'm a little nervous. I think January... December and January are going to be tough, but we will get better in Canada as as these programs initially touch on and, and, and impact the most heavily impacted communities. It'll certainly save lives. It'll alleviate some of the pressures on the healthcare system, but it, it will be a while before they're rolled out and we really see those this massive community benefit from them.
0: So uh, everybody wants to know about vaccines. Everybody wants to know uh, what they're likely to do for us. What should we expect As far as the benefit of a vaccine to be, should we expect robust protection against COVID and its mutations, or should we just expect um, sort of a a very primary protection level? And what do you make of the, 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 uh, I'm sure you're part of the discussions, but we've been hearing over the last 48 hours or so, that perhaps it's better to provide more people a single uh, vaccination uh, rather than hold a second vaccination for those people if I make yeah,
1: sense. Good point. So I, I think at an individual level, if you get the vaccine, you might get some side effects the day after. It's typically mild and it goes away. That's the vast majority of people's experiences. And then it will likely provide significant protection against getting COVID-19, or at least getting symptomatic COVID-19. They work, they they work, and they work well. And we're watching Well, mistake that they've given over a million doses so far. And tens and tens of thousands of doses in Canada. Like this, this is, this is, this is going to work. And, uh, and I, I encourage people if they have the opportunity to get it, they really should. Um, but, uh, you know, to your other point, that's, that's a challenge and, and I appreciate if you line up 10 of me, you're going to get some different opinions about giving all the doses out versus holding over, holding half the doses back so people can, in, we ensure people can get their second dose. My, my personal belief, I'm not speaking on behalf of any organization or any task force. My personal belief is that I just give them all out now because we know that one dose provides some meaningful protection. Um, and you know, the, the, the mindset is you're still going to get a second dose uh and you'll get a second dose when uh, when it rolls around at day 21 or day 28 depending on the vaccine but give all the doses out up front so you can at least provide some protection to more people up front i think the modeling and the epidemiology and the immunology all point in that direction of that being a good idea
0: so we have different vaccines available now they've been um certified by health canada who chooses who gets what vaccine? How do you choose between Pfizer or Moderna?
1: Yeah, so at an individual level right now, there's so few vaccines in the country that you're not really going to have a choice. And quite frankly, they don't, it doesn't really matter which one you get, because they both are nearly identical in how they perform in terms of the safety profile and the benefit that you get from them, the real difference is more of a logistic difference in terms of, you know, one needs minus 80 versus the other needs to be stored at minus 20. One can be thawed for a longer period of time versus the other. So like that doesn't really matter. I think to most people, they both provide the same degree of efficacy and have a very similar safety profile. That's what I think matters to most people, but I'm not here to choose for other people, but anyways, there's just not enough for, in the country for people to make yeah. those decisions. What we're going to see though is that the Pfizer vaccine is very likely going to be administered, at least initially, in centers. You're going to go to a center and get that, and that's what's happening now. You know, for example, in Ontario, we have 19 different uh, centers that are providing vaccination to people who work in long-term care. And with the Moderna vaccine, because it's a little more stable, it's easier to transport. That's the one that's going to be taken to people who can't move. So that will be brought into long-term care facilities. That will be flown into the more rural, remote, underserved uh, communities, like some remote Indigenous communities, that's being brought to northern Canada to more remote northern communities. And now, I think between a vaccine product that moves versus a vaccine product that's more stationary, we can we can cover a lot of ground.
0: So, so there's a new story uh, that's being circulated in the United States that uh, every 10 minutes, someone in Los Angeles County dies of COVID. I I wasn't sure I wanted to say that because I don't want to scare people. It's a huge population in in L.A. County, as as we know, one every 10 minutes. Um, What do you say to that? And looking ahead into 2021, what does modeling suggest the pandemic will look like in this country six months from now?
1: Yeah, so if there's anyone listening that still doubts the severity of the infection, I hope that stories like this can shed light that this is not the flu, this is a very severe infection, and we know what it does to individuals, and we know what it does to healthcare systems. And right now, we're seeing it kill a lot of people, and it's overwhelming healthcare systems. So, you know, it, I'm not saying the flu is a cakewalk. The flu kills a half a million people every year on planet Earth, and, and it needs to be respected and feared, and you should get vaccinated for it when the time comes. What I'm saying is, this is not the flu this is worse than the flu and uh, i hope people listening uh, respect this and take this seriously because it should be um in terms of if we look in the crystal ball so much of this depends on how vaccine programs roll out but if you look at a place like the united states they really are aiming for about april and by april maybe late april or early may anyone that wants a vaccine in the united states should have access to one which is pretty incredible And I think we're going to start to see deaths start to plummet in a place like the United States as the more vulnerable individuals get vaccinated and as they become more widely available. In Canada, I think it's going to be a bit slower, but we can still do a lot of good with the limited vaccines that we have. And of course, we are prioritizing those who live and work in long term care. So even though it's going to be a while before everyone who wants one can get one, that might be late summer or even early fall, I still think that we can do so much good with the supply that we have by focusing on long-term care. You know, people in long-term care account for about 80% of the over 14,000 deaths we have in the country. If we vaccinate everyone in long-term care, those who live and work in long-term care by, you know, mid-January or by February uh, or even mid-February, holy moly, we'll have done a lot of good. It's It's not solving all our problems, but it solves a lot of them.
0: If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts